I wanted to make sure that everybody, no matter your race, gender, identity, was going to feel welcome in our space. So like Wichita is a place where any dream is possible. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Shock Talk Podcast, and I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today joining us is Jennifer McDonald. She's the founder of the successful wine company, Jenny Dawn Sellers. How are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Jacob, for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm really excited for this interview. We were just talking off camera. You have a lot of cool things in the works that are A, inspiring, and B, it's just exciting to hear everything that you've got going on. But before we really hit on that, what I want to know is where did the idea to even start a winery come from? The idea for the Jenny Don Sellers Winery really came through my experiences as a wine connoisseur. I felt like as a wine connoisseur, I would love to be able to go to a winery that was within the city during the part of my work week that, you know, I wanted to bring my coworkers or managers in for happy hours and wine education. But that type of experience was not found in Wichita. And so because of that, I really wanted to create this urban winery that people could enjoy and get to easily because we were close to the customer base. I like how you you saw the issue instead of just doing what most people doing and saying, well, that would have been nice. You said, oh, why don't I go ahead and just do it? Absolutely. I love being able to, you know, solve problems and create, you know, experiences for people that they don't have access to today. So we feel that our Jenny Don Sellers Winery is kind of innovative here for the community. There are urban wineries all across the U.S., but we're actually the first one here in Wichita. Wow, that is really cool. And that brings up my my next point perfectly. We kind of hit on the why, but what I want to know is how do you start a winery in the middle of Kansas? (laughs) That is a great question because I had to spend about four years researching how to get my winery off the ground. I had to learn about all of the different wine laws that exist at the federal level, state level, local level. And through my research, I actually found it was going to be faster to get started initially in California. So I launched my brand in 2017 as a California winery and then did a bunch of research on where I wanted the winery to be located and found that Union Station was the perfect site but it was completely under construction. So I signed my lease for the building in 2017, but it took two years to build and renovate the Union Station building. During that time, I was making wine in California and selling it through liquor stores. And then in November of 2019, we were able to open our doors at Union Station. So you said you started in California. Were you flying back and forth? Did you have someone in California? Like, What did that actually look like? I was blessed to have an amazing amazing operations team in California that kept the day-to-day process moving forward. I came in as the strategist. I was able to figure out what wine varietals I wanted to sell, determine what vineyards we wanted to source from, 
create the final blends of the wine and then be engaged in the packaging, the bottling, the branding, and the sales. But the day-to-day winemaking, I would go out on a quarterly basis to kind of ensure that the process was being done to my specifications. But I had a team of people who were doing the day-to-day work, which was a great way to ease into the industry. There are so many facets to owning a wine business from the agriculture side of growing the grapes and fruit to the winery side of actually making the wine and creating the blends and then the sales piece of it. So it was nice that I didn't have to do the entire process all at once. I now do, (laughs) but that it gave me two years of experience before I took on the entire process. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like they, uh, you had the training wheels on there for the first two years. And then, you know, as you got more ready, more prepared, you're able to take them off. And now you're, you're able to ride the bike all by yourself. Absolutely. That's the perfect analogy. A lot of people, um, they make the mistake of looking at a winer and thinking, all you got to do is, you know, bottle wine and put it in your store and sell it. What they don't realize is the backside of what you just hit on the fact that you have to know the laws, figure out the, the locations, figure out your branding. Obviously, this was a challenging and kind of a large task to take on. What kept you going during all of this? Yeah, I feel like what kept me going is this vision. So I talked about me being a wine connoisseur. What I failed to mention was even when I would go to different wineries, you know, within the state or all across the U.S., I wasn't always greeted with open arms. I wasn't always made to feel welcome in the space because there aren't a lot of wineries that cater to African-Americans or that kind of give us the respect that we deserve when we walk in the door as a customer. So I wanted to make sure that everybody, no matter your race, gender, identity, was going to feel welcome in our space. And so that's really kind of the the deep core of my why is creating an inclusive and a diverse wine industry. African-American winemakers make up either one or 2% of the industry as a whole. And, you know, I'm actually the first African-American commercial winemaker in the state of Kansas. So my why is really what kept me going through the challenges. And I knew that I was creating a quality product that had a demand and had a community and customer base that really rallied around it. That also kept me going as well. How do you decide what you want the wine to taste like? And then how do you actually make it taste that way? (laughs) That is a good question. So one of the things that I did through the research process was I tried a lot of different wines on the market. And so I pride myself on making varietal correct wines. So when you pick up my Cabernet Sauvignon, it tastes like a Cabernet Sauvignon. So that gives people confidence in my winemaking ability. But then I also craft blends and fun kind of fruit wines. So I have a wine that is made from apples and you get this really smooth apple sweet taste. So for me, I have a pretty good palate. I'm also a sommelier. And so I'm able to craft wines that I feel like the majority of the market can enjoy, whether they like something a little bit drier, semi-sweet or sweet. 
we have a little bit of something to offer everyone. What is your vision for Jenny Dawn Sellers? Where, where are you hoping to take this? Yeah, so we are working on what we're calling the next phase of our business. So phase four of our business plan, which includes building out a third line of wines. So right now we have two collections, our California collection, as well as our Union Station collection for a total of 11 wines. But by the end of the summer, we'll have a third collection called the Black Sunflower, which will have three semi-sweet wines, all Kansas grape wines. We're going to use that third line of wines to really grow our e-commerce and distribution channels. So we intend to get our case volume up to 10,000 cases in the next three years. So last year we produced 1,500 cases and sold out of 80% of our wines, which was huge during a pandemic. So that's giving us the confidence to make more wine and to grow our distribution, our retail within our space through our tasting room, as well as through distribution. So we're really excited. What has it meant to you to own a business in the city of Wichita? It has been an amazing experience to own a business in the city of Wichita. I feel like Wichita is a place where any dream is possible. I'm really grateful for the community that has really embraced me. We've received a lot of local attention as well as national attention. So Governor Laura Kelly and Lieutenant Governor David Toland were at our winery this week to announce a really special program during the pandemic. In 2020, they put together a higher fund that gave loans to businesses in the hospitality industry, so wineries, breweries, restaurants, and they're actually converting that loan into a grant, huge uh, program that was able to be announced at our winery by the governor this week. To, to have the governor and the lieutenant governor in your winery that you started yourself and that you own, what was that experience like? You know, honestly, it was overwhelming. It was surreal. It happened so fast that, you know, I tried to enjoy the moment. I was able to, you know, give her some wines and a Wichita flag t-shirt. And so it was just a neat opportunity to share my passion and my business and the journey with the governor. Yeah, I'm sure that must have just been a, a fantastic experience to have. What does the entrepreneurial spirit mean to you? passion. So you really have to be the cheerleader of your brand. You have to get up every day and be excited about what you're doing to, you know, motivate your team to make the experience fun with your guests. And so that entrepreneurial spirit to me is passion, but it's also hard work and determination. Perseverance is one of our core values. And, you know, just realizing that not everything is going to go 100% as planned or as smoothly as you would like it to be. But if you keep your focus on your customer, your business is going to thrive. Where can people find you online if they'd like to connect with you or learn more about your business? We have a beautiful website, jennydonsellers.com. You can send us messages through the website. Otherwise, we are on social media. So we're on Facebook at Jenny Dawn Sellers, Instagram at Jenny Dawn Sellers, as well as Twitter, Jenny Dawn Seller, so singular. Our email address is customerservice at jennydonsellers.com. And then we're on LinkedIn. Well, Jennifer, as we wrap things up here, 
It has been great having the opportunity to sit down with you. Um, it's really cool being able to hear your vision, have you have you share out what you've been able to do. But looking back through your journey, what advice would you offer to yourself? If I could do a do-over, I would have searched harder for a co-founder. Um, me being kind of the solopreneur for so long in my business, it um, it's hard some days. <laughs> it's really, really hard some days. And so I think if I would have had a co-founder, my journey might not have been quite as bumpy because there would have been someone walking with me doing the exact same things as I was doing day in and day out. It, and so I think hindsight being 2020, I would have brought on a co-founder.